Welcome to Thrive Deeper, the podcast based on the Thrive Bible Reading Guide. This is the ongoing conversation about God's Word with Thrive's author, Dr. Matthew Jacoby, and your host, DJ Payne. G'day and welcome to episode 86 of Thrive Deeper. It's your old pal DJ Payne here. And on this week's episode, Matthew Jacoby and myself sit down in our new studio. It's slowly progressing, by the way, slowly progressing. And we cover Genesis chapters 42 through to 47. This is the story of Joseph in Egypt and the other brothers, the other sons of Israel coming to see him and the back and forth that they have as we get to this climax to the story of Joseph. Now, if you're anything like me, this is one of the most emotional stories in the Bible. So you might have to grab that box of Kleenex, the box of tissues next to you as we go through, because I think every time that Joseph runs out of a room to cry, I'm grabbing a tissue as well and crying with him. So... Be prepared. It's an emotional episode, this episode. Enjoy. You, good sir, are in Israel. I am in Israel. (laughs) Yeah, second, uh, well, third trip for me, a second trip with uh, leading a tour. Uh, I am just like a pig in mud. I mean, probably the wrong metaphor, but I... I, especially am, for I Jewish, love being Especially there. for Jewish people who, do, who don't eat pork. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I am, I, you know, I, I love it there. I'm just, I learn so much every time I go. Oh. And, and because I love it, I love showing other people as well. Yeah. And, um, you know, I love the history. Uh, I love the connection between the land and the history and connecting the geography to the text and this is why this and this is why this and remember how they couldn't dislodge the people here we'll look at those hills and you know, you know all why. of that you know it's all of that stuff that uh that i uh, i really love so um yeah I'll, I'll be doing more um so do you think this is gonna uh, gonna be a yearly thing from now yeah, on for you? And, and look you know may even open it up wider i mean if any of our listeners are keen uh, on that i mean let us know and you know, because uh, uh, I I love going, and I mean I'm not not making any promises, but um, well, you you don't make a promise. Let me dream wildly instead. Yeah. Thrive deeper, the podcast live from Israel. Okay, we'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to get a free ticket yeah, yeah. over to Israel. What am I? No, yeah. no, no. no uh, so we got. So I'm actually in the beginning stages of planning one for 2021 as well. So. Let's uh, let's uh, make it let's happen. Yeah. Let's uh, all this all this podcasting equipment is very portable. I can fit it all in a suitcase. Right. Let's go. Uh, no, that's very exciting. So yeah. I would encourage everybody to follow Matt Jacoby on social media. Now, the only social media that you really uh, have anymore is Facebook. Yeah, well, uh, maybe I should do an Instagram. Instagram. Get some Instagram. This might happening. be my moment. Yeah, all right. I do have an Instagram, but yeah, maybe I'll. Uh, I'll, I'll stick some photos up there. I'm in, this will be my moment. That's a good, because I've never really used Instagram. There we go. But this is maybe my moment to start. There we go. Thrive listeners, go follow Matt on Instagram. What's your What's your Instagram account? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Matthew Jacoby. I, <laughs> Something around, I will find, and I'll put a link in the show notes. Yeah, all right, You can okay. find a link in the show notes. <laughs> if you head over to our uh, Facebook page as well, I'll make sure I get the links to. Maybe I'll put some stuff on our fa- on the 
thrive deeper Facebook page. As I well. like it. I like it. Look at look at Matt getting all social yeah. media okay. savvy yeah. on us. All right. all right, let's let's leave social media behind, but let's yes. not leave Israel behind. Let's go over to Israel here in Genesis chapter forty-two. We are wrapping up in the la- we are in the last two episodes of the book of Genesis, mm-hmm. and we are in the life of Joseph. Now, the other thing that I find absolutely amazing with the book of Genesis, as as we sort of at a bird's eye level here. The first six chapters go through eons of time yeah. in a in a yeah, blink, yeah, yeah. right? By the end of it, and then we get Abraham sort of ooh, slows down the life of Abraham, and then it seems to slow down a bit slower. Yeah. So now we're in the book of Joseph, in the in the story of Joseph. At the end of the book, we have great detail and great like insight. Mm. The stories are getting more and more depth. Why do you think it's structured that way? Yeah, this is an interesting one because uh, you would think that verse 57, the last verse of 41, could that would be a good ending for the book. Or at least, you know, with some of the blessings of Jacob at the end. But of course, I mean, it, it, it raises, the, the, there's still the fulfilment to be seen yeah. of Joseph's dreams, isn't there? Yes. Um, and it's interesting, though, that this is given the length that it has, because we have quite a lengthy section this of him as looking like he's playing cat and mouse yes. with his brothers. Uh, you know, they come, he doesn't reveal his identity to them, he, you know, accuses them of being spies, you know, makes them terrified, holds, sent, you know, asks them about their younger brother, um, holds one of them hostage, Simeon, sends them back to get the younger brother, Benjamin. When you get Benjamin, I'll give Simeon back to you. What we get? We get five chapters. We yeah. get five chapters devoted to this story. Yeah. Now the story, takes which is a lot of space in a, Genesis, a, lo- yeah. a lot of space in in Genesis. I mean, for, for crying out loud, the entire prehistory is in six chapters. Yeah. This is five chapters. But let me just say, it's one of my favorite stories. It is like a script for an amazing movie because it goes yeah. over it goes over years. Yeah, it goes over a length of time. Um, we don't know exactly how long it is, but it is, is at least months or maybe a year or so yeah. over over a long time. And it's the story, it's the culmination of this story, of this heartbreaking emotional story of Joseph and his family. And it's also the tail end of Jacob made Israel, yeah. you know, with the 12 tribes yeah. and everything. Well, um, first of all, uh, there's a number of things to say uh, about this and I'll talk to why it's given so much length first of all uh, the famine has reached there where they are as well in in canaan so um so they need they are sent by jacob to uh, egypt you know this apparently there's this guy in egypt and we can go to him mm-hmm. and so they go up they go sorry down to egypt mm-hmm. and it says in uh verse six um uh, that when Joseph's brothers arrived, they bowed down to him with their faces to the ground. So straight away, there's the fulfilment of the uh, of Joseph's dreams. Okay, and the, and the right away, Joseph makes a decision. He recognizes them straight yeah. away. The ten, his ten older brothers, he recognizes straight away, and he and he two things to keep in mind because it's yeah, sort yeah. of introduced different parts of the story. We have to keep in mind that these Hebrews. A are despised yeah. by Egyptians. Yeah. These guys are dirty yeah. shepherds, yeah. creepy weirdos from the desert, yeah. not civilized Egyptians. That's right. Yeah. Godly people That's like right. we are. Yeah. So there's that. 
They do not recognise Joseph. Joseph was 17 when they last yeah. saw him. Joseph is now nearly 40. Yeah. And he's... And probably full for the full makeup and headdress and everything. Exactly. Yeah. He looks like an Egyptian. Yeah. And, he, and, and they and, wore makeup. Yes. Yeah. And, and beautifully, and he's up on a stage and he's yeah. like, yeah. you know, surrounded by staff and everything yeah. like that. And they were probably too scared to even look at him, yeah. for crying out loud. Plus, he's speaking another language. Yeah. And they are speaking a different language to the Egyptians. The Egyptians yeah. are speaking one language. They're speaking another. And he doesn't speak to them in their own language. Yeah. Well, he hasn't spoken that for a long, long time. But he, but he understands what they're yeah. saying. He, yeah. we, we, we hear that he understands. When they're talking amongst themselves, yeah. he understands what they're saying. Yeah. And also, it's all come flooding back to him. The prophecy, the dreams. Yeah. He remembers everything. And all the, all the worry... All the concern about his father and his younger brother, yeah, are all there. Okay, so it says in uh, in verse eight, although Joseph recognized his brothers, they did not recognize him. Okay, then verse nine, then he remembered his dreams about yeah. them and said to them, "You are spies. You have come to see where our land is unprotected." <laughs> okay, so now, uh, so now he's going to implicate them, and and this is where he's going to say, "I'm going to hold." Yeah. Uh, you know, to, so that I know that you're telling the truth. I'm going to hold your brother hostage. And, and this is where you get this whole cat and mouse thing. Amazing. And to add to that, he puts the silverware in their bags yeah. so that they're further implicated. Well, the, I think the first, so the first time, and again, I could almost imagine Joseph's aides around him, you know, yeah. like, because he's got, he's, yeah. he's a head of a huge staff here. And yeah. all of a sudden, they're used to these people coming in, getting food, working yeah. out an arrangement, working up some sort of sale, some sort of ar- arrangement with Egypt. And for Joseph, all of a sudden, they go, You spies! I can yeah, imagine yeah. the rest of the staff going, What is, what is going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How is he reckoning? What's going Like, they're all sort of wondering, and, you, and, the, and his brothers are. Devastated, they're like, "What are you talking about? We're right here yeah. to, 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 you know, to to want to buy grain from you." So he he puts them through their paces. He allows them to buy the grain, but he makes sure that his aides put back this all the every all the coins that they were buying the yeah, grain yeah. for. He puts the coins back in the top of their bags yeah. as they head back to yeah, Egypt, yeah. and then we get this amazing story. Like they're rattled. They yeah. are really rattled because he's asking about. Tell me about your father. Yeah. Tell me about. Have you got any brothers at yeah. home? You yeah, know, like right. yeah, really. Yeah. Leading I mean, he, he wants to find out about. He also doesn't want to charge them for that. Like yes. you know, I mean, there's something genuine for Joseph that he doesn't want to take the money, but they can't know yet why he doesn't want to take the money from them. Yeah. So the question is, I mean, initially he says, "Send one of you back to get your little brother," mm-hmm. and, and then he changes the plan and says, "Well, I'll hold the older brother here. You all go back mm-hmm. and." Um, yeah, Matt, we get this incredible scene. This is one of my favourite scenes of him pulling the pulling them to the side and he he understands what they're saying. When they speak yeah. amongst themselves, he understands exactly. Yeah. And you you get this picture where he keeps walking out the door, standing on the side of the door and listening and hearing what they're saying. He can hear yeah. what they're saying. And we get this incredible scene because he's made a point of to asking about father, asking about younger yeah. brother and everything like that because he's thinking, my goodness, if they got rid of me like this... You know, did it kill my father? Did 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 my father die mm. of heartbreak when when I was gone? And what did they do with my little brother Benjamin? If yeah. if after I was gone, yeah. what did they do to him? You know, type of yeah. thing. So these are the questions that's plagued him for fifteen yeah, that's years. Right. Yeah. Longer. That's very true. Yeah, yeah. Longer. So he hides around the door. We get the brother talking. Then we get Reuben going. I told 
told you so. Yeah. Like, you idiot. This is all happening because of Joseph. This is all happening because this is God bringing it down on us. And Joseph standing on the other side of the doorway, having to keep running away and cry. It's yeah. amazing. It is amazing. And and I think that that is what the... And again, just speaking to the purpose of this, and we talked about the space that this is given. Essentially, uh, well, let me... First of all, what Joseph isn't doing is getting retribution. No. He's, he's not playing cat and mouse with them no. in order to punish them for what they did. No. Actually, on the contrary, what he's doing here, and this is why I think this is given so much space, mm. is that he is giving them the opportunity to get it right the next time. It's he's exactly actually right. giving them the opportunity to redeem themselves exactly. in the ordinary sense, not in the um, theological sense, no. uh, to redeem themselves. Because uh, let's face it, so first of all, the circumstances bring to mind what they did in the first place. Now, that's a good thing. It's like, okay, they remember, okay, there's something that's laying dormant there in their consciences. So he wants to bring this to the surface. And because this is going to be forgiven, he's going to forgive that. Oh. Okay. But it needs to be brought to the surface oh. first. And, Everyone and needs to gonna, be on the same right. page. And so it's been brought to the surface uh, and now they're going to have an opportunity to essentially make the same kind of decision again. Now, think about it. Um, Simeon is put in jail. Yeah. He t- he, he, he's with a snap of his fingers, Joseph in front of them, yeah. the guards come, grab Simeon, yeah. tie them up in front of him, and he says, right, he's going to prison. I'm yeah. holding him hostage until you bring the other members of your family yeah. before me. And it's like, now you, you understand that this is, I hate to use the word scheme, but this is yeah. a scheme of Joseph. Yeah. Because how else can he yeah. say, it's me, Joseph, I want yeah. to see if Benjamin's still yeah. alive. So he's, he's worked out this plan and it's testing them on multiple levels. Yeah. Are they just going to go home and say, Simeon's dead? Yeah. You know, am I, you know, that type of thing. So they do that. They leave. They're like, oh, my goodness, what yeah. are we going to do? They've got Simeon. We go back with all the sacks of the grain. That night on the way home on the back of the donkeys, one of them goes, I'll just check the grain for the donkeys. Yeah. All our payments are still in it. No one had been charged. All the money that they had brought was still in their sacks. Yeah. Now they're looking at each other going, we are really, we can't go back. Yeah. We can't, like, what is going to, like, it's testing them on so, so yeah, many different Yeah, so are levels. they going to abandon their brother? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, they've, there's, there's obviously been a bit of, I mean, Benjamin is the favourite. Yes. Really. Um, so... So, so the beginning of the first test is they get back to they get back to Israel they get yeah. back to Jacob, and they tell the truth. Yeah, they say, look, this guy, he was asking a lot yeah, of questions, yeah. and he's yeah. kept Simeon and Jacob. We find out that Jacob, in his old age, becomes his theatrical. Yeah, <laughs> over the oh, you know, woe yeah, is yeah. me, you've taken, you know, like he's you know blaming God and everything like this, but they together, Jacob being still the head of the home. Yeah. They don't run back to grab Simeon. They they stay at home. Oh, yeah, they stay. They stay until all the food is gone. Yeah. <laughs> and in fact, you see from you see from the older brother, you see from Judah and Reuben, yeah. that we fast forward, whether it's months or whatever it's been, yeah. that they should have gone back weeks ago. They're like, Dad, we're starving. We've got to go back. And if we go back, we've got to take Benjamin. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And you can see that Jacob is saying, no, let's wait another <laughs> Let's just yeah. starve a little bit longer. Yeah. And finally yeah, it, gets to, right. it, it gets to the place where Jacob relents and says, okay, 
take and Judas yep. swears by his family. Reuben has sworn by his two sons. Yeah. They've all sworn that they're gonna they're gonna be responsible for Benjamin no matter what. They're gonna yeah. they're and gonna, Judah in particular. Yeah. Judah takes responsibility. Uh, like they've got to go back. Yes, and and if because they've got to get food. Yeah. If we're going to go back, we have to take Benjamin with us. Yeah. Um, now this is this could you know. In one sense, this could be their opportunity to get rid of Benjamin if they think that he, you know, that's it. Uh, if they think that he's the favourite, which he is, um, it's a but, high gamble by Joseph. But this is where this is where Judah, and this is the interesting thing about the role of Judah in this story. This is where I think this is has this redemptive. They're being given the opportunity, and they get there eventually to redeem themselves. Mm. So they go back, they get the food. Mm. He meets Benjamin. They leave. A cup, the cup, Joseph's cup. Um, well, that that interaction when they finally get there. Okay, so Jacob and I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm burning with everybody, but the details. Yeah. Well, I love this story so much. Yeah. So, so finally, Jacob, Israel says, "Okay, got to go back. You got to take Benjamin with me. You got to get Simeon back. Yeah. All right, take the best of what we've got. Take the spices, the herbs. Yeah. Take the this, the honey. Have much, yeah. yeah, they wouldn't have much, but they took the very best that they could muster, yeah. the best crafts and everything that they could. Take that with him and show him that we're sincere. Take the money that we paid for the first yeah. time and extra money and money for a new lot. Like take abundance yeah. of money. And so they are panicking. They they are so terrified when they rock up to Egypt with Benjamin. Yeah. It finally happens, and they meet him straight away. The the Joseph's team meets him and says, "Right, you're having dinner with me today." Yeah. Right. Yeah. That terrifies them even more. Yeah. They are like, "Oh, we're oh, yeah, we're, yeah, oh, we're having dinner it. now." That's yeah. This that, is yeah. And, the, and there were plenty of stories in ancient Egypt. Yes. Of, um, <laughs> of people killing their enemies yes. at feasts. <laughs> exactly. So come and have a feast yeah, with me. Yes. So yeah, okay. It actually, you know, and those stories would have been you know, commonly known. So they're thinking, you know, we're, we're done for. Yeah. Now, as, as it turns out, it isn't the case. And, and they, you know, they, they're sent back. Interestingly, he doesn't actually eat with them because, again, he's Egyptian he and they're Hebrews. He's, he's not allowed to. I, the, I love the fact that Joseph's right-hand man, like, so Joseph gets his right-hand man to take them into Joseph's palace and straight away the brother's are like, listen, man, when we came here the first time, our money was still like they, straight away. They're pleading. Yeah, they're yeah. like, oh, "Dude, like, please, please." And his guy basically is like, "Relax, don't it's worry fine. about it. Yeah, no fine. charge. It's all good." Yeah. Da, da, da. And but he makes a point. He he makes a point there. This is Joseph's right hand man. Your God, the God of your ancestors, must have put it there. Like uh, he, okay, he, yeah. they like through jo- Joseph's right hand man. You know, through which Joseph, is what, which is what Joseph wants to get across yes. that he's not charging them for this. Yes. Like he's giving them this, and it's God's provision for them. So that actually is, you know, is very true. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's an enormously significant comment there because it it really describes that God is blessing them here. Yeah. The climax of the story is the next bit, oh. and again, you know, there's this back and forth thing that's happening here, but. What it does is that it serves to highlight the climax because finally they head back. It's it's like an amazing movie. I can't get past yep. the fact that this is an amazing movie. And again, it's so human. It's so human because Joseph is playing it so cool. Yep. And we and when he finally sees Benjamin, you see you can almost feel Joseph biting his lip yep. through an interpreter going, Oh, yes, young man. God has let you know, la, da, da, da. and then we see he has to run into his bedroom, yeah. weep, weep that he's seen his brother, 
Yeah. And then, yeah, I know. Okay, wash my so, face. Okay, come back. That's right. <laughs> it's so, he, so human. So he sends them back and he puts uh, each man's silver back, again. Yeah, back, again back into his sack because yeah. he's not going to take the money. And, and again, this is, you know, God is wanting to bless them. They're, they're just not quite getting this message because yeah. they're not recognizing him and there's something significant about that. But he puts his own cup and they're in Egyptian households would have a household cup and they, it would actually, this wouldn't be the case uh, with, with Joseph, but these ceremonial cups would have been used for divination. And, jo- and, and I mean, Joseph is going to play the role uh, but of, of, of a typical Egyptian here, but he puts this cup in Benjamin's sack, right? Mm. So when it's discovered, you know, so they go off, and then they get chased after and the sacks get searched. Yep. And the cup is in Benjamin's sack. Now, yep. this, is where, um, uh, this is where Judah now has the opportunity oh, to redeem so himself. Good. This is the climax of the story yep. because they, they go back and Judah says, tells them the whole story and he says, take, see, this is, this could be their opportunity to oh. rid themselves of their rival, right? Yep. This is the redeeming thing. They could, this could be the opportunity. Oh, what a great way to get rid of Benjamin. Well, you know, he's, he stole the, the cup. Uh, we'll leave him behind and we'll go back to our father and we'll tell our father, oh, yeah, sorry, but Benjamin's died. No, actually, Judah says, take me instead of him. That's, he says it. He goes to, he pleads before Joseph. Take me instead of him. This is this moment of redemption, right? And it's, I think it's significant that it's Judah because Judah is going to become the tribe of Judah and the, mm-hmm. uh, the Jewish people. And, and so there's this beautiful redemptive moment. And then it says in beginning of verse 5, then Joseph could no longer control himself. And he gets rid of everyone and he just collapses, doesn't he? He weeps and weeps and this is the and and you know I'm getting emotional just thinking about this because it's just it's you know he just can't bear it's and and I think he's emotional not only because it's his brothers but because they've got it right you know oh this is because this is what he was going for I'm he's like I was testing you to see whether you would do all of that all over again and Judas that climactic moment when Judas says take me instead of Benjamin. When he could have had had all every reason to give Benjamin up, he does the opposite thing. And Joseph is this moment of you you got it. You got it. You've done the right thing. I just think it's a stunning moment in the story. Consider this a little uh, emotional break here in the middle of the episode. You got some time to splash some water on your face and uh, get it together here. Oh my goodness, the story of Joseph at the end gets me every time. 
Well, listen, if you are loving the episodes of Thrive Deeper and you're enjoying listening as we go through these uh, books of the Bible together, Matthew and myself, let me tell you about the actual reading guide itself. The little book of Thrive that comes out quarterly every year and you can take it and read along the scriptures with you. Look, we know that some people are enjoying the podcast and don't really read along with the book. That's fine. That's fine. But I really want to encourage you. At the beginning of 2020, I've got a special offer for you, the Thrive Deeper listeners. All right. If you're not already a subscriber to the Thrive Bible Reading Guide, I want you to take advantage of this exclusive offer just for you. Okay, You can subscribe for 12 months to either the printed booklet, which is what I highly recommend, mailed to your home, or if you're living in the future and you want that ebook edition, you want that electronic edition of Thrive, you can do either one and you'll save $10. Okay, So that means that your first year subscription is only $22. That is for the mailed edition sent to your door or $10 for the ebook edition. That is great price. $22 for four copies mailed to your door or $10 for the ebook edition. It's amazing. Listen, the offer ends on Valentine's Day, February the 14th. Valentine's Day is when the offer ends. So you've got from now until February the 14th to get involved in the offer. All you need to do is follow the link from the Thrive Today website, thrivetoday.net.au. You add your subscription to the shopping cart at the checkout, enter the coupon, Thrive Today. The coupon code that you want to write down right now, Thrive Today. All one word, Thrive Today. Enter that into that shopping cart and you will save $10 off a subscription to the Thrive Daily Reading Guide. Do it. This is the year to do it, to read along with us every day and join in the journey of Thrive. All right. Now, talking about that journey, let's get back into the episode and back to the story of Joseph. Deeper, episode 86. It's DJ and Matt, your old pals, your trekkers through the book of Genesis. Oh boy, I am doing a Joseph right here. I've had to uh, run away, splash water on my face, <laughs> stop the weeping, and uh, come back. This gets me emotional every yeah. time. It is so heartbreaking. And and like you say, Matt, you, we, we read through these five chapters of this cat and mouse story with Joseph and his brothers and Jacob and Benjamin as, you know, as well, Simeon sitting there in prison, back and forth, all this thing. And Joseph playing a complicated game all to let his brothers Mm. rise. His hope is that they will rise to the occasion. He's playing a risky game because they could not have learned everything. And Benjamin's life is at stake here. But it's it's a reasonable gamble because you think if they decide to give up Benjamin... And they well, go. Joseph's he, still in charge. Yeah. Joseph's still in charge. He might let them go, 
as strangers, but then at least he's got his brother. Yeah. And he might reveal himself to his yeah. brother in a way we get. We don't know well, any we of that. Yeah, yeah we don't know any of that. We don't know what was yeah. happening. But finally, when Judah steps up yeah. and Judah tells the entire story factually, yeah. honestly, yeah. truthfully. Yeah, it's like a moment of confession. Really. Oh, it's beautiful. And he takes responsibility. He rises up and takes responsibility for the entire family. Yeah. He takes responsibility for their perceived death of Joseph yeah. and how that affected his father. They take responsibility for Benjamin. Um, they He says, like, the life of my father, Jacob, it's tied up to the life of this younger yeah, son. That's right. If you yeah. do anything to him, our father is yeah. dead, you know, type of thing. Um, and so that it, it builds up to this emotional crescendo. Yeah. And, then, and then in 40, 45, chapter 45, we get the, like, it's a damn release of emotion for Joseph. Yeah, it is. And, and, and it comes at the point where, where a Judah says, take me instead of him. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just, it's unbelievable. And, and I mean, that's so theologically rich even. Oh. You know, because th- th- there is a prophetic moment. In, you know, this is, this is this prophetic story that's this full of this typology that's anticipating the ultimate fulfillment of the covenant. And... Uh, and the fact, and, and I think there's even a lesson in the fact that God, through Joseph, is giving these boys an, a chance to get it right this time. I think this is what God does. Mm-hmm. It's like at the point of your greatest failure, it's quite likely that God is going to give you a chance to actually redeem yourself in the ordinary sense. Again, not in the theological uh, sense of win your own salvation, but but to actually get it right the next time. And this is what happens here. And and. Judah actually steps in and he does get it right. And it's important that it's Judah because Judah is going to be the tribe from whom Israel's kings are going to come and from whom ultimately the Messiah is going to come. Mm-hmm. So it's, it is important that it's Judah is the one, essentially the one from whom the Messiah is going to come, mm-hmm. that he should be the one that says, take me oh. instead of him. I mean, that's so, uh, it's so prophetic, that uh, in itself. And then, of course, um, uh, Joseph reveals himself and he says... Um, in verse 4, then Joseph said to his brothers, come close to me. When they had done so, he said, I am your brother Joseph, the one you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here, because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. For two years now there has been famine in the land, and for the next five years there will be no plowing or reaping. But God sent me ahead of you to preserve uh, for you a remnant on earth and to save your lives by a great Deliverance, unbelievable. Talk about prophetic. This is, uh, this is just so uh, so beautifully prophetic. So, um, and the, and the and the shocked, like I can't imagine. You know, we don't hear much from the brothers here. Yeah. In this in this bit, we hear they're stunned. They're stunned into utter silence. Like their whole lives would be turned upside yeah. down. Everything that they thought was one way was another. Everything that they yeah. thought yeah. was completely wrong. Yeah. And they are, you couldn't imagine like this, you know, second in charge yeah. Pharaoh coming down, taking off the thing and saying, it's me, your brother, yeah. speaking in their in their language, yeah. gathering to them, saying, you know, his first question is, yeah. is my father alive? Yeah. Like, is he <laughs> It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. So so he sends them back. I mean, Pharaoh hears about this and just loads oh. them up with gifts Oof. and, 
you know, sends them back. They go back to Jacob. Understandably, Jacob is completely, I can't believe what he's hearing. My favourite line in all of this, and this to me reads like a joke. This reads like Joseph has a sense of humour. When he sends them off with all the wagons, all the stuff, everything, hurry, go back, grab. Partly because they're going to need proof. Yes. That that it actually is Joseph, yeah. Take all this stuff. And he says, as he called after them as they're going, it says he called after them, don't quarrel along the way. That to me is hilarious. That's like yeah, a no li- blaming. Yeah. Don't blame each other. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't, oh, no, don't repeat great. the before. That is hilarious. That to me is yeah. Joseph being really, really funny. They left off, and and we see them. And the only sense that we get from them yeah. is they then have the have the really hard job of convincing old Jacob, old Israel, yeah. your son is really alive. Yeah. And with that comes the implication that they have to then. Tell Dad the complete yeah. truth yeah. of what happened. Yeah, I know. That's an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. Now, we don't get that sort of... I repo- know, but I- implicitly... Implicitly, repo- yeah. and and I, see, I think we see patterns of that in what we read from Jacob at the end of the chapter, but, like, this is old, old Jacob, old Israel, the old deceiver himself... The father yeah. of all these people, and whoever's left in the whole thing, well, yeah. having to go. I mean, back. I, I think in the end, actually, Jacob still holds Reuben responsible for that. Yeah, you know, uh, in in the end, like you know, th- there's there's forgiveness, but there's consequences, you know, for that. And um, uh, yeah, so they go back. He he's convinced by all the stuff that they bring back, and of course, then he goes up into Egypt. Now, this is important because this is how the Israelites end up in Egypt. Because at the start of the book of Exodus. Uh, so Pharaoh gives them land uh, in Egypt. Interestingly, uh, so that he's on his way. God reveals himself. I'm going to make you a great nation. Uh, I will go down to Egypt with you, and I will surely bring you back again. Mm-hmm. Now, this is important because, you know, a long time later they're going to be enslaved in yes. Egypt, yes. but God has promised here already, promised to bring them back uh, to the land. And and it, it also echoes the promises that, that a younger Jacob got yeah. in his travels back and forth about the land and everything yeah. like that. And I love the fact... And the we, family, by the way, numbers 70. I was going to say, that was my <laughs> next point. Including Joseph and his sons, yeah. the complete family of Jacob is 70 yeah. people. So you just think, oh, something's <laughs> being set up here. You yes. know, there's 70 of them uh, in yeah. uh, in Egypt. And um, he uh, he says to Pharaoh, and it's interesting here because they, he Joseph still... He basically procures them the land of Goshen, mm. which is interesting because it's kind of on the way out. Like this is, it's sort of towards that direction because, again, there's this promise that they're going to go back. Mm. It enables them to be separate, and, of course, that suits the, because they're shepherds. And interestingly, Joseph says, my family are shepherds. Yep. Uh, how about we take this separate land? Yes. And so, like it says, it's, we get told multiple times, shepherds, despised yeah, in the yeah. land of Egypt. So they have this separate area. And and I think that's important because the I you know um uh it enables them to stay separate, to hold on to their faith, to not completely assimilate so that when, you know, by the time of Moses' life you still have a Hebrews with a Hebrew faith and a Hebrew identity. Mm-hmm. Uh now what we're gonna see is that God's gonna bless them so much there in the land of Goshen that they're gonna become a threat and Pharaoh's and that Pharaoh to come is going to uh, enslave them. Um, but uh, as we come into 47, and uh, we, we see, uh, interestingly, that Jacob, when he comes into Pharaoh's house, 
it says in uh, verse 7, then Joseph brought his father Jacob in and presented him before Pharaoh. And then what it says, it says Jacob blessed Pharaoh. Mm. And Pharaoh asked, asked him, hold it, Jacob blessed Pharaoh. I mean, you think it'd be the other way around. Yes, yes. But remember, Jacob mm. is the mediator of God's blessing. Mm. I mean, this is amazing. Yeah, you know, and and then you know, it says that twice. In fact, yeah. Uh, uh, in verse ten, then Jacob blessed Pharaoh again and went out from his presence. Yeah. So and it's it, like he, this role here um, is it's so you know a, a perceptive reader of the text will say ah. Oh, this is the fulfillment of the, pro- of the, of the promise yes. because Joseph is this, you know, has been exalted to this place. Jacob, who is, who's, well, is, whose name is Israel, uh, is blessing the king uh, of, of Egypt. Yeah. And, 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 you, and you get the sense of this beautiful warmth between, between Pharaoh, between Joseph and his family, even though they are like... Pharaoh says, you know, if there's any special yeah. skills, like let's let's establish you, anything you need, yeah. like all that warmth to them, he's happy to set the land. Because I think Pharaoh is is wise enough to already be thinking, old man, I've been blessed by you already through your son. Yeah, that's right, yeah. You know, you have no idea, you yeah, know, we're yeah. here because of your son. So he's happy to see them established, yeah, you know, yeah. together there. It's a beautiful, yeah, yeah. beautiful finishing here yeah. to, to 47. And then we get the culmination of the seven years of famine yeah, and Joseph's incredible wisdom throughout all of that yeah. and how he manages And it. he basically makes all of the world the vassals of Egypt. So <laughs> Egypt kind of buys the land yeah. essentially. So Egypt actually owns. And I think here, even here, there is this kind of prophetic picture of the kingdom of God um, covering the whole earth. You know, so because of Joseph, this kingdom over which Joseph is in charge, yeah. uh, he actually takes possession of all of the kingdoms around. And I think that anticipates something future. There's something prophetic uh, about that. It could also mean, if I read it negatively, um, we also get that could be the seeds of, now I don't mean literal seeds, but you yeah, know, yeah. there's literal seeds in the story. As Joseph, the Hebrew, yeah, Sets up a special land for his yeah, yeah. for his Hebrew yeah, yeah. people. He is happy to have countries and people enslaved and indebted yeah. to Egypt, yeah. except for the Hebrew people. Yeah, you know. So that, and again, that's something historically. If we we don't want to get down that track, but this is almost like preempting some sort of the rest of the world looking on, going. Uh, I don't like this special blessing that's over here. Yeah. And we see that, you know, yeah. fast forward. So, so it certainly is commendatory of Joseph. In yes. This. You know, Joseph is exercising this kind of Solomonic wisdom mm. uh, so that he takes possessions of all, basically he takes possessions of all of the nation. Yeah. Nations, think yeah. Psalm 2. Yeah. You know, uh, so um, in, in this kind of messianic way, he, he, he takes possessions of these nations. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, he... He then gives this special plot to to the Israelites, yeah. and he and he and he sets up a tax for the rest of time for Egypt. Yeah. That Pharaoh takes twenty percent. Yeah, that's of right. Everything that you you yeah. do, and I think that's important because when they go back to the land, God's only going to ask ten percent of yeah. them. Yeah, 
I think even that is a background. It's like the yoke is easy. Uh, as It's like they come out from Egypt and they go into the land and whereas Pharaoh asked for 20%, God's only asking for 10%. I think there's something there as well. There's so many threads oh, here. Huge. That tie yes. into Exodus. So yes. many threads that tie into Exodus. And I Setting think that's up. one of them, the percentage here. Here it's 20%. Pharaoh's asking 20%. God's only going to ask 10%. Um, uh, and it's and then of course and and we'll finish with this um, you know verse twenty seven. Now the Israelites settled uh, in Egypt in the region of Goshen. They acquired property there and were fruitful and increased greatly in number. And of course that's the that's the uh, fulfillment uh, of the promise uh, as well. So we see Jacob living to one hundred and forty seven yeah, years right. yeah. old. Yeah, you know before he passes away. So he had seventeen. Years, yeah, and he, and him saying to Joseph, yeah. "I want to be buried in the cave of Machpelah with yeah. my with my ancestors." So even at the end of Jacob's life, you've got that it's already anticipating the yeah. fact that they are going to return to the promised yes. land. It's yes. it's a given. Yeah, it's a given. It's, it's an amazing story. Oh. and and you know, I at so many levels am inspired by this story because there is just. It's it's a longer story, but it's as deep as it is long. It yes. it all gets yes. deeper here as oh. well as longer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's given the space it is because at so many levels, it is prophetic and and of what the whole rest of the Bible yeah. is going to be about. And and this is this is the beauty that I think so many people. I don't want to. I don't want to sound judgmental here, but there is such a depth. And richness in the Old Testament, yeah, with these stories, yeah, that don't that doesn't come. This sounds this is going to sound bad. And my goodness, we do a podcast where we try yeah, to yeah. cover this stuff in forty five yeah, yeah, minutes, know, you know. Yeah. But I just want to encourage people: if you're new to the faith, if you're new to the Christian walk, the Christian walk. If God wills it, and you get to live a long time in the Christian faith. Keep keep coming back. Keep going back to the word because it God will reward you as you keep going back into these stories, back into these stories, back into these stories, because the stories end up becoming your story as well. And you see so much of yourself in the scripture, in these stories. It keeps getting deeper and deeper and deeper. Wait a minute. Hang on, it's supposed to be Matt finishing with a, you know, a beautiful phrase, a flowery sentence or a great thought at the end of the podcast. What? It's not supposed to be me. Uh, Matthew put me on the spot there at the end. Hopefully I didn't let you down (laughs) too much as we wrap up this story of Joseph. Listen, next week is it. The final episode on the book of Genesis is next week. One more to go. It feels like we've been in the book of Genesis for so long. It's going to be strange to get out of it. Hey, listen, I've got a link I want you to go to. All right. I've got a link I want you to go to. Ratethispodcast.com forward slash thrive deeper. That's ratethispodcast.com forward slash thrive deeper. That's a really great way for you to be able to rate the podcast that you're listening to right now. Five stars and it gets us across more ears out there on the different platforms. So that's ratethispodcast.com forward slash thrive deeper. I'll see you next week for Thrive Deeper. 
for listening to another episode of Thrive Deeper. Matthew and DJ would love to hear your questions and comments about what you are reading in God's Word and in Thrive. The easiest way to do that is to head over to thrivetoday.net.au. Thrive Deeper is on Facebook. Just search and like Thrive Today page for all our latest news. Until next week, our prayer is that this podcast will inspire you to read God's Word and thrive.